This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Verbal Tap Bachelor Party Edition. I'm so angry there aren't roses or a Vegas nightclub involved. It's time for Verbal Tap to show the proofs fighting way easier from outside the marriage octagon. I don't know what I'm talking about. With I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how you doing? You know, the marriage octagon was the original pitch for Jerry Seinfeld's uh, very short-lived show, The Marriage Ref. <laughs> don't know if you remember that one i didn't it see it was on thursdays at 10 that would have been a good one i liked night court this sounds a lot like that little wedding oh no vibe. it was way worse <laughs> no no it was literally just a panel show that judged people who were married and uh tried to evaluate who was right in a marriage and uh jerry seinfeld only ep'd it uh tom papa who essentially is more different agent colson was the guy behind it and uh i felt bad for him every episode because jerry only showed up like twice and then he was like i'm out of here <laughs> well i don't know exactly what the premise is but i'm watching a few episodes i would like it to be a mixture of next bus where you can be like mm -hmm. i'm ready for a new husband next <laughs> you're out of the marriage you know welcome to the marriage octagon Let's discuss how I'm not going to do spoilers for what marriage holds. So, damn you it. Know, Kim, I've been asking for months and he won't tell me. I, no, no. Why would I ruin that part of the book for you? You know, everybody gets their, their own time. I would tell you this. Um, I would like to stop talking about all things marriage because we can come back to that at any point point in this conversation and i would like to talk to you about my best friend lebron james have i mentioned he's my best friend um before we get to your absolute best friend long time big fan um long time we should mention nogi bjjgear.com where you can put in verbal tap 15 nogi bjjgear.com you can dress like the 17-time champion Lakers because they do wear a lot of spandex now. That's just basketball players in general, not just the Lakers, but they did happen to win the championship. Yeah. Raph, congratulations, 17 titles. Does this one feel more special because it was the year they said it couldn't be done? They said it couldn't be done. Kobe and Gigi, the world ending um, every other day they figured they might protest. People think that ratings going down is a big problem for the NBA, which still has the biggest social media influence in all of television. Um, yeah, there's a lot going against it. And every given day, you will see somebody taking a swipe at LeBron James. Now, Kev, I have to ask you this because I'm genuinely curious about your feelings on this. Because you've grown up as an NBA fan for as long as I have known you, and that extends beyond that, I know. How do you feel when the MMA community, such as Colby Covington, and the grappling community, such as Gordon, also essentially the same person, 
takes swipes at LeBron James. Do you feel that they are clout chasing? Do you feel that it is unnecessary when they say who would win in a fight? I know how I feel, but you're the true fan here. So I, I, I would like to hear what you think of that. I absolutely hate it. First of all, because it would, it would be super boring to watch, um, really anything with Colby Covington in a basketball court. And I feel similarly in terms of like, but give LeBron six months. I don't know who wins that. I honestly, he's a very in shape guy. So it's also like, I don't know, man, six, eight with some serious reach It's also like when they talk about the rumors of LeBron playing uh, they you know, he almost played tight end or wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. It's like, yeah, he would be probably better than Gronk tomorrow and in terms of just i god i hope we'd play for the Chiefs. sorry i've got off on a whole different tangent i just (laughs) love lebron so for me anytime anyone wants to talk smack to him it's like well he opened a school he's (laughs) the biggest mistake of his career was and this is i'm i know you know this but i don't know if the average fan knows this but in oh Whenever he went to the Heat, and they did that decision. I think it was 2011, 2010. He did that mm-hmm. really self-aggrandizing announcement, which was re- it was a remnant of the 2000s, and it just barely missed. Mm-hmm. If he had come two years earlier, it'd be fine. But everyone's like, "That's the worst thing he ever did." It's like, well, he he donated like half a million dollars to the Boys and Girls Club with that thing. It wasn't he bought out all the ads, so it was a donation. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He is infallible and now on the Mount Rushmore of his sport. So focus on being on the Mount Rushmore of your sport, any of the people that are calling him out currently, because it doesn't seem like you see a lot of Daniel Cormier being like, I could fuck LeBron up. It's like, yeah, because he's on a Mount Rushmore of a sport. He knows how hard it is. Get there. And then you can kind of cross genres. It's me putting a bow. So this is, this is why it's entertaining to me because you know I know ratings like the best of them. So when you see all these experts come in and they go, "Look, the NBA ratings are down," and I go, "Yeah, dude, because it's fucking October. People don't know what to do seasonally with it. Also, kind of weird. Also, have you noticed all of the ratings are down? Even football's ratings are down. People are doing the best they can to watch these sports, but everybody is in a weird fucking place. For years, video games have been chipping in." on our audiences and television, you see erosion happening everywhere. But you know what a funny thing is? Social media presence seems to creep up more and more. And I think the NBA has held a standard. Not only that, but we like to say here in our sport of MMA, according to Dana, we did it first. Yeah, we have had so many fucking fuck-ups. Meanwhile, NBA comes out. Kevin? Let's do a little drum roll here. Uh, I'm going to let you announce how many COVID results were. Zero. None. Zilch nada. The old goose egg. Can the same be said about, you know, staff that people slid into the rooms? No, but that wasn't the question. (laughs) That was not the question. Just respond by telling them how much Westbrook stood underneath all the tip. Then we erase that. That's thousand. fine. Yeah. I, Debt's over. Yeah. Uh, but half of these people don't even get 8,000 to show. So everyone can sit the fuck down. I would tell you this, everybody. This 
was remarkable from a logistical standpoint. So if you were one of the people turned off by LeBron's China something, something you read somewhere, uh, we all know the websites you're going to. You don't sound smart. And you know what's even more impressive about it is that it sounds resoundingly hollow when our sport can't conjure up a half million people to show up during our Olympics. So when it looks like you get Gordon, who's giving LeBron James shit because he's like, oh, look at that guy. He thinks he's the king of that sport. He is. Gordon He Ryan? just is. <laughs> Well, no, look at fucking LeBron James, man. And you mentioned about the schools, the charity. Gordon literally will shoehorn a charity if it's convenient to him. I didn't know what the beef was between him and JT Torres. And even as far as this week, he was saying that JT doesn't like the troops. Well, why is that story relevant? Well, because Gordon's playing it up. So he revealed it to one of his audience members. And he said on his stories that apparently they filmed some sessions of them training. The idea was to sell that training, say, on BJJ Fanatics, and that they would make a profit off of it. After the fact, Gordon said that he really needed to get releases from a couple people, one of which was JT Torres. So then JT was like, nah, I'm not really feeling it. It's at this point that Gordon said, why don't we give that money to the troops? Which is a fun way to shoehorn a point of, Oh, well, now I care about the troops. Yeah, now I want to do something for them. That wasn't the original intention of that. So it shoehorns in a policy now that when you get Gordon saying, well, I guess JT doesn't like the troops. It's not even in the realm of accurate. Meanwhile, if really LeBron James had an off night, you'd probably still cut a check to the Boys and Girls Club. So it's a very strange thing how we look at the people who are at the top of their sports. So when I hear Colby and Gordon talk about who would win, and then you see them put these inciting posts saying, well, everybody, you guys are foolish if you think LeBron James would win in a fight. Oh, he's so soft. What sense does this make? And the best part to me is, in no way, shape, or form, does this even come up as a blip on LeBron James's radar, which shows the even more, man, this is sad element of this whole story. So yeah, of course, you're going to see people try and incite some anger and use it as a political jumping off post. But Kev, I tell you, this is a funny way of saying, guess who Gordon got into it with after this? A local history teacher who's upset about his faction reasoning skills. Spoiler Ooh, alert, I wish it's his opposite. former history teacher. <laughs> exact opposite. Because apparently Seth Daniels, a fight to win, said, hey, Gordon, this is what a true king looks like. And those two had a bitch fight. Wait, and it was. That is, oh, mm -hmm. my God. People, I would have guessed that's not even close. I would have thought Josh Ledoux before you even got to that. That. Wow. He and he and Mr. Seth. Nope. To the point where Seth apparently pulled it down and uh, he was saying, oh, Gordon didn't like this as a joke. You know, I was just saying that, uh, you know, Gordon was responding to us and saying how shitty it is that we pay people so low at fight to win. But I've got a mortgage out on my house. And I just thought, wow, this is where we ended up because people are 
talking shit about the NBA and our sport, or they're using it to leverage whatever point they want to make. I think the only thing you should take away from us on this is, number one, the Lakers won. Go L.A. Number two, <laughs> this is very stupid as a idea to try and make us more popular. It just it doesn't lead to a coherent argument. Three, if you really have beef with LeBron James, and I'm sure there are some, because yes, he's my best friend now, but you may recall we had some rough spats over the years. Even though in my heart I always knew he was well-intentioned and he would eventually come to the Lakers, and that's why I always forgive him. So now that he's brought me a championship, I, you know, I knew it would pay off. So I guess the thing I'm telling you guys is maybe find it in your hearts to forgive LeBron for just being too goddamn successful that it makes you sad. Four championships. Super rich guy now. I'm I'm impressed. It's like when when are we gonna be like oh, is it what year is it that LeBron's still? I think it's gonna be like twenty twenty four. We're gonna be like, did he just put up a triple double in the finals again? God, what yeah is going on? So just impressive. Never missed a playoff game. Anywho, Raph, anything happen in MMA? I, I really haven't been paying attention. It's wedding week, and I've been very busy. Well, I know I was kind of telling you this off air, but I think it does bear repeating. The sickest knockout I think I have seen in some time, for sure this year, it happened over the weekend, Kev. And I was on the Fight Companion, and it did me in. I was beside myself because... It was something that you would just never expect as a result or that it would work to this degree. So I'm sending this to you on your messenger right now. And I just want you to kind of narrate what you see happening in this video. And, and be honest, like tell us your full assessment through the play-by-play bit-by-bit. Yep, gonna going to hit the old play button here. Oh, shit. Okay. Ouch. I. All right. So he grabs his foot. Guy, guy who gets kicked. The kicky <laughs> grabs foot on first kick. Kicker's like, perfect. This is exactly the way I rehearsed it. Spinning back kick to the face. Uriah hauls his ass into the ground. Oh, my God. Wow. That's how you win a street fight, kids. The old grab kick spinning back fist business. Back heel, I guess. Ow. Is that guy dead or is he still alive? Still alive and also oh, thank God. so alive that he later posted what an honor it was to be in the octagon with his opponent, Joaquin Buckley, the one that knocked him out. So these two were so respectful to each other. It was so nice to see. It was a savage knockout. I was losing my mind. It got so many remixes, but my initial impression was that dude had the wobble that you have in Mortal Kombat before you get finished. That was me on the air saying that. And over the weekend, there were many remixes of that very thing. So I think everybody was on the same page of just how epic that was. And there were other cool things that happened over the weekend, but they all pale in comparison.
comparison over that. Like, if you had that as a, if we could put our still photo for the week, we always have to pick like an image, like a still shot that represents the episode when we put it on like our YouTube or we put it on our Instagram. And that's supposed to be like, oh, hey, yeah, I remembered that happening last week or two weeks ago. And if you see it in the future, it's supposed to take you back. I wish that it was a GIF and not a still shot because I feel that people would just understand why we went as nuts as we did this weekend with that particular clip. That was and really that was unbelievable. Like I said, other things were cool about this weekend, but not that cool, Kev. So there is that. You did notice though, uh, you were mentioning to me because I sent the photo, who won? Uh, who was a friend of this show uh, over the weekend? Maybe not in the UFC. K fan. We both saw <laughs> we both saw Wilk posting it and you know, probably had the first same reaction of, oh, my God, are you kidding? Dave Rickles is still fighting? And then it's like, of course he is. They've got beer that they'll give to him if he shows up. So I'm sure that's what the arrangement was. <laughs> He's back on the winning dream, back in Bellator. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, him getting that uh, bare-knuckle fighting experience is is pretty cool. And, and, you know, I mean, dude, we're at a point now where we're just seeing everybody bounce all over the place. Um, unfortunately, we did see also this week, Joe Schilling is off a card because uh, one of his cornermen got COVID. It's far too late. So they had to rip him out. So it, it feels like the MMA gods were uh, a little bit all over the place for the week. But man, Kev, it, it's a very strange time in MMA. And I, I actually say this with all due respect. But I kind of feel like you're taking a good time to take a vacation. Now, granted, next week is the whole Khabib thing, and we'll do something. I was actually going to say, am I? I mean, considered. let me do the old go to the schedule while you make whatever point this is. Sure. No, go ahead. I thought, were you saying, like, why is oh, it good? No, I, oh, I'm just saying because, yeah, aside from Khabib and Gagey, and yeah, there's a Robert Whitaker, Robert Whitaker fight underneath that one, which, okay, that's kind of cool. You know, you could take a couple weeks off. You know, I mean, the Khabib thing's going to be fun, but they don't even have that card on Wikipedia. Um, I, Makhchev is fighting, Makhchev's fighting TBA on ESPN's website, yes. and it looks like the Arrested Development DVD, <laughs> their stupid charity TV deterrent. This is fantastic. <laughs> To be announced. Nicely done. I bet it was supposed to be TBD, but the coder that put this together was like, that's too arrested development. I'm going to change it to TBA. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it was supposed to be RDA, but uh, Rafael Dos Anjos ended up getting COVID and uh, they had to withdraw him. So they were looking for backups. It's been a whole who wants to marry a millionaire bachelor sort of situation on who's going to get that spot. I would also tell you this, and unfortunately I have bad news on how this one resulted, but while you have been busy in wedding land for a split second, it really did seem like Mike Perry was onto something. Mike Perry was auctioning off. At least he was saying he was the ability to be a cornerman for one of his next fights. Do you know who is leading the charge to try and be that cornerman? Um, Emil? No. 
better, an actual fighter. Darren fucking Till. Hey, that actually, that is better. That's super funny. And I got nervous as soon as you said the sentence, Mike Perry might be on to something. Made me extremely <laughs> nervous. But <laughs> I follow. Okay. That is awesome. I like the idea. That used to be sort of an old school jujitsu thing, too. Just someone, hey, I'm here by myself competing. Will you corner me? It's like, sure. Terrible at it. And Does it that is very very similar to what a lot of yeah a lot of pro athletes will do when they go solo and they go well this guy was just in my corner for these few minutes and then it was really crazy so yeah of course that's that's an interesting thing to see but yeah unfortunately mike perry had to shatter all of our dreams and the potential for a revenue stream that could have been humongous but said i will never let anyone cash in like darren till on an opportunity like this. I can't believe you guys fell for it. And all of us are looking at it like, first of all, I think you still would do it. Second, I think you're just insulted by the money. And three, I think you want to keep things open for Darren Till, who is proving quite adept at all these things. Listen, he took the bait, and I'm so proud of him because this only endears all of us to Darren Till all the more because Darren Till has essentially photoshopped himself or had somebody on his team photoshop his head onto Mike Perry's girlfriend's body a number of times to the point where I say, I yeah, this is funny. I don't know what else to do. Darren Till's just fucking really committed to this joke, so props to him. I can also tell you this, Kev. In the same region, it does look like Khabib will not even give Conor McGregor the respect of being a tough coach in the same season for even $5 billion because he would deserve the attention that it comes with. I'm trying to follow this logic. I Actually, this is an ESPN you know I love their headlines, what they deem as newsworthy. Masasi versus Lima, sure. not newsworthy. That one was. So that made the MMA cut. I don't follow for two reasons. One, I'm trying to think of what I wouldn't do for $5 billion. <laughs> and it really isn't a long list. There is a healthy amount of things. Whew, you know what? This isn't the right podcast for that. Khabib would coach tough for a lot less and he would do it against conor mcgregor i presume but maybe it's one of those you know he's made enough money like maybe we're not looking at this like it's a diaz situation because he really is just a russian diaz that's way more punctual i want to be clear Mm -hmm. always arrives to the flight on time and you also are making the valid point of you've played your hand by telling dana white Oh, so it's not about fucking money? Yeah, you still got to do it anyway. Tough shit. And Dana loves nothing more than a good old-fashioned shakedown. That's his favorite thing to do after selling people used cars on Friday mornings. Just what I heard his hobby is. Can't prove I'm wrong. Cannot prove I'm wrong. Why is the... Why UFC lightweight Nurev doesn't expect to ever face Tony Ferguson? Why is that a... Oh, I guess... Okay. That's their main storyline. Is it a slow yeah. week? I guess they don't have fights this weekend? They don't. If you think about it, there's not much to really talk to Khabib about. 
other than are you going to retire? Uh, don't ask about how you feel about his dad. Uh, do you want to fight GSP? What are your thoughts today on Conor McGregor? And um, what else do I know about you? Hmm, I mean, there's the bear thing, but that's not really relevant anymore. Um, there's the fact that that Islam guy keeps being like, hey, I smash people too. Eh, that's not nice to bring that up to him. I mean, uh, Tony Ferguson, how do you feel about that? And then he's responding because I guess Tony Ferguson is saying, you know, it's faded in the stars. The two of them will eventually meet with each other. And I think today could be bad enough. And he just goes, you get smashed all over a place by a gaygee. Why would I do anything? Cause smish, smish. So, okay. I guess that was his response. So cool. But yeah, Kev, I mean, that, that's where we're at. The, he, there's not much to really ask him. You don't really get on an interview with Khabib and go, what are you watching on Netflix? Khabib. What have you been up to the last time? The Great uh, British Bake Off. Like? The new season. There's a new episode every Tuesday. It's great. They're all in the. They're in a Great British Bake Off bubble. <laughs> and so they have a bubble too. Absolutely. Just <laughs> Vicky was so proud. She was like, "Just like the NBA, Kevin. Like that would be the thing that tilted oh. me over the like. Well, let's pull it up and watch it now." I mean, I'm in. I, I'm all in on the Bake Off, but it was just a funny like, oh, well, then I'll for sure be in more because they're in a bubble. I guess I should mention this. This is actually reminding me. I had some more NBA material, and I think you'll kind of relate to this. So, Kelly has function with people in our bubble, you know, the extended workplace. She has a small uh, group of people that she works with. And she said, why don't you come over? We want to get together on Friday night. And I said, Friday night's an NBA final day. And my team is playing. I don't think this is going to go well. And she goes, oh, no, don't worry. We'll put on the NBA for you. And this is a true moment. So uh, this does relate because I'm going to teach you a little bit about marriage here, Kev. I said, sure. Okay, I would like to warn you, I will not be good with other people. And she said, no, you'll be fine. I said, I promise I will not. Kev, I get there. God bless these people. I love them. They're very nice people. They only know me as being a very nice person back to them. But when I arrived, they did not have a TV set up. And when they did not have a TV set up, they looked at me and they said, oh, you could set up the TV, uh, you know, to put on the game if you want. And I said, sure. What do I need to do? And then they handed me an unopened Chromecast and said, go ahead and start setting it up. And I had to do everything in my power to not explode. I just go, OK, let's let's get here. Oh. Let's um, let's start putting this together because you're watching with civilians. They're not sports fans. So I had people throughout the night saying things or to me TV after I set it up, which, by the way, in general, like you said, what, you <laughs> just use TV your own stuff. Well, I had to sign into things. I was just in the process of basically going full tech guy and I was trying to keep my cool. But then once I did get it working 40 minutes into the game, I then see the Lakers are losing. Now, imagine doing all of the work. To see the result is not good for your team. And I suddenly got very quiet. And I'm not a loudmouth person in this regard. When I watch my team with sports, 
I want to be around either people who are on my side, who are excited for my team, or people who are very much rooting against me, because at least it's fun. With people who come in and say, man, I just hope it's a close game. Fuck that. No. I want this to be a fucking blowout. When the Lakers were ahead by 30, I was literally screaming in my chair, more, more. <laughs> and I tell you, Kev, I was doing my best to be the best trophy husband, to be the good side piece, whatever you want to call me. I was sitting there looking at Kelly, who's just like cracking jokes at me. And I go, not the time. Not. Not. Uh, not the time. Any time. <laughs> And it becomes really funny where they're excited and they go, man, the Lakers are not playing well right now. Huh, Raph? And I go, don't talk to me. <laughs> Just as, this is the nicest thing that I can do. And uh, it came close. And when it becomes a close game and they lose by, you know, maybe a unnecessary three-point shot. To, you know, it's not the best of times for us here. But I think the important thing to note here is, Kev, I thought about this. And I thought two things. One, if they had one, I don't think that would have been the right crowd for me to be around. And two, when they did win on Sunday, everything was forgiven. And yes, I got the Zoom link. I went to go virtually riot a little bit, um, flipped over a car virtually. It was fun. Everybody got there. It's a great thing. I would just tell you this. What I feel I can impress upon you is that Kev... True romance is going to a work function in the bubble when you know you're doomed and you know it will probably not end up well for your team. And yet, if you commit yourself to it, it'll still work out in the end. I'm not sure I completely grant that premise, but I like your energy tonight. And the fact that you had to set it up and you didn't scream at anyone is one of my favorite because I've been there where it's like, take a walk, Kevin. Okay, we'll do. Just got to do a quick round the neighborhood. It's like, yeah, we'll watch it just as soon as you get the TV, set it up. It's very Parks and Rec, Andy and April's wedding. It's like, I'm supposed to bring a TV, an Xbox, and 50 3D glasses. <laughs> All right. Um, Keep it. Keep in mind this, though, that made me laugh even more. So the Lakers not having their shit together on Friday night was made all the more giddy special because Kelly looked at me and saw me just laughing every time there was a perfect pass. Every time there was a perfect slam dunk. She just goes, why are you laughing? I go, because they couldn't get their shit together Friday. And now it's just absurdly hilarious that when I really needed them to pull it off, they were like, nah, we're having an off night, bro. We can't do this. And look, dude, just look at Jimmy. He is tarred. He has done everything he can, and that man was about to die on that court. And God bless him for making a fun game. But also, I hated him for about you know six games. But that's neither here nor there. It is both here and there when we look into if we did a RAF Senate hearing about your uh, record, it would not it would <laughs> oh, not no. be great for the LeBron James current argument that you're providing. But again. Like your spirit with it. Um, congrats again to you, I guess, as we bring this thrice full circle. And I would like to apologize to the UFC because, the, of course, there's an event, by the way, Raph. I'm, I'm the October 17th in Dubai. 
that's the that's I actually already clicked away from it, but for a second saying that they wouldn't have an event, I I'm such an asshole. So apologies. Apologies all around. Give us one of those spinning back kicks you... again. We're in. <laughs> you also get to shut it off. So just so people know, Kevin is going to go bye-bye for two weeks. And that is important. Uh, it was something that we knew he needed to do. And I'm very encouraging with it. We did logistically look at the schedule and say, oh, of course they're going to put Gagey and Khabib uh, as a fire. Which, you know, if it was a different pay-per-view fight you know we might have just ducked underneath it so there will be some kind of over under element uh that we will do without and uh i have a couple ideas and i have uh, some people that i may bring on so i would encourage all of you to look forward to that um but we want to go see you know kevin enjoy himself this is a very weird time and to be uh getting married when Things have changed drastically. I was supposed to be there. I would have loved to have been there, but they made the very smart and wise decision to take care of their loved ones and to really make it a, a closed ceremony for just them. And, you know, eventually we'll all get together and we'll all party, I guess, in however many years it takes people to figure out what masks do. Hopefully so, by May, everybody. You know, until then. You know, these deposits won't pay for themselves. So everybody put that mask on. It's just so funny to sit there and go. <laughs> like, when people weren't wearing their mask, I was like telling them two things. I go, one, I can't go to Kevin's wedding because of you. And two, I'd like to go back to work, you dicks. So get on it. And two things are happening now. Kevin is getting married. I've gone back to work. So... Kev, do you have any kind of last statements or or questions that you would like to make or ask before we, you know, release you into the wild to go get married? Well, I'll miss you and I'll miss uh, whatever it is we're doing here on a weekly basis that I am really definitely going to miss this uh, Gagey Khabib fight. Anytime Khabib's fighting, it's really just must see television at this point. I am quite, on a personal note, a little sad. We don't get to have the the wedding we had hoped, which was going to be a little bit more of an event with some people. This is going to be beautiful. We set up the backyard tonight. My family is here, so it's been a really special little quiet event. And I was in a 35-mile-an-hour wind storm that turned blizzard no. on top of a mountain two nights ago. That really makes you question what's important as you're swaying back and forth. And, of course, the fun we have here is important. Cranked on a podcast and just uh, stayed up from 2 to 4 while my trailer rocked like a boat in the ocean. Not fun ocean, perfect storm ocean. This was shitty. Stoked to be getting married and uh, then taking uh, two weeks away from society. I hope to come back to a continued presidential election, though not much longer. And uh, that's that's Mm. what I'm... I'm grateful, Raph. We'll miss you down here, but uh, it'll be short and sweet, and we'll eat too much. So, there we go. I mean, I'll definitely take care of the eating over here, and uh, a lot of regret. I'll, you know what I thought, and this is—I just wrote down a few things that probably are for the better that I'm not there, and I'll just kind of share them with you. Uh, number one, um, probably my liver. I for, just figured the sure. amount that I would want to drink. 
at your place, uh, you know, with people who I know would party and enjoy that sort of a thing. Open would have been bar, there. Dude. Two. <laughs> Two. Uh, you only at one point just very tangentially told me, uh, yeah, I would have had you MC things. And that was kind of put as a surprise where I go, oh, I hope he would have told me that at least with some morning before I was knee deep into three drinks. Uh, four, I would not get the strange looks of going to get continued seconds or thirds, which, um, you know, when you go to a wedding, you, you have to make sure the food gets eaten. And I feel like that is something that is my job. So those were just a few of the things. But I would like to say this because I don't get to say things there. I would say a couple of things that I would have said uh, had I had the opportunity. So I'll, I'll say them now. Ladies and gentlemen, it is remarkable that we are here gathered on Kevin's big day. So many people in this crowd right now. Look at this. Over 200 people here. It's not like any force of nature or God would ever turn us from being here because nothing bad can happen <laughs> in the year 2020. It is remarkable that we are here and all safe and healthy. You really prepped and, these uh, early. More importantly, I respect that. You, you know, put the word I put in. it in a, in a hermetically sealed envelope and I said, here are the comments. They're coming out one way or another. And while we're at it, man, Biden looks unstoppable, right? Anyway. <laughs> What I guess we can Hillary's say been this. great. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> October surprise. More like October nocturnal surprise. What? Hey, the dude said he'd grab him by the pussy. I don't think that would have flown if I'm thinking about that one. Anyway. Right, that one might have died at I... the rehearsal dinner. You never know. You, know, you got to <laughs> try them all out and see which ones work. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is we started this podcast before... Vicky and Kevin were dating. And one of the things that I always wish for my friends is not only their health, but this extended vibe of this community that it gets to foster with our fans, the people who have listened to our show. If they've heard us and they've heard the way that we laugh, they should also get to know the way that Kevin makes Vicky laugh and the way that they get to enjoy each other. So I think if you get a little taste of what Kevin's like on this show, there's a reason why you come back week in and week out. And there's a reason why I get excited to come do any of the show with them. And I was very honored to be asked to be here because there, I wouldn't miss it for the world. If the world was in anyway, that's not important. Listen, the more important thing here is this Kevin and Vicky. Every time I have come out here, have shown me nothing but kindness and warmth. And that is exactly the type of people that I get to see them be when they're around. So I would like to ask you guys to raise a glass and say cheers to the newly wedded couple, Kevin and Vicky. You guys are not only perfect for each other, but you make each other better. And I hope you continue to make each other better for the better part of however long you're being here. By the way, Kev, I do expect you to be back on the podcast very, very quickly. So enjoy your time off, but we're going to make like five episodes to replace the ones you missed. Cheers, Mazel! <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. Thank you, Rav. And thank you again for just putting the preparation into it. It's a real, that's how you get some of those, those kind words, that type of prep. That will do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night. And go get married.
I thought you were gonna say good nuptials. That's what I was, I was oh, waiting for. Yeah, that would have been nuptials. better actually. Now that I think about it, <laughs> do over. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note the new number is.